All right, hello everyone, and welcome to episode one of Squares of the Circle, a, a wrestling podcast. I'm Zach. Hi, hello. Nice to meet you. Um, with me tonight, I got Lex. How's it going, Lex? Hey, how you doing? Hello. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing just swell. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I got Starkey. What's up, Starkey? I'm good. How are you, sir? Um, she just asked me, but I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Um, how are you, Lex? I'm fabulous. I already Good. answered that too. I'm glad we okay. glad we established that. <laughs> all right. How are all of you, audience? Good. Okay. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> well, that was an awkward start. So let's just keep it going. Um, yeah, wrestling. I've always wanted to do this. This is like a dream come true right now. Um, not too many people in my life like wrestling. I don't know about you guys, but no one. Yeah. Like almost no one. Quite a few people in mine, actually. I believe that, now that I'm yeah. asking. So, <laughs> I mean, there there's a few. I have, you know, I got a couple people here where I live now, um, places I've lived before. You know, I got a couple small group chats. But I would say, like, you know, nine out of ten people I'm talking to don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, you know, there you got the stereotypical people saying, it's fake. Why do you watch that? And you know what I say to them? What TV shows do you watch? I bet they're scripted. I bet they're they're not real. Um, so yeah, you know, one of mine I always like throwing out is, uh, "Oh, do you like Marvel movies?" Well, yeah, it's the same thing. Guys dressed up in costumes and play fighting. This one's live action. Yeah, I love me some Marvel. So <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, Lex, I know if you don't have too many people in person to talk about it, you, you've started to come into your own on, on TikTok, right? It's literally how I became Wheezy Blonde. It's how I ended up on the internet. Because, yeah, yeah, I haven't had anyone around me. My husband doesn't. My friends don't. Um, it's been like a hobby that I've kept to myself for a long time. And then enter the internet. So it's nice to actually be able to talk to people about it and get opinions from different people and, you know, not just be told it's fake all the time or not be understood. Yeah. So it's good. It's so frustrating. Like the amount of times I even talk to my wife or my <laughs> parents or just, you know, it's not like I'm talking to these people on a daily basis about it, but it just, I swear, I feel like I'm on repeat trying to convince people just to, just give it a chance. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give any show a chance, except, like, The Real Housewives. I've given that enough chances. That's what she <laughs> likes. I can't do it anymore. Um, Has she ever watched with you? Yeah. So, um, we actually went... She's gone to one ever wrestling event. So, I I don't live in Florida anymore. I lived in Orlando for the last, like, four years or so. And... Daytona had some really solid shows in that time frame. So AEW had Fighter Fest. Um, I would hope they go back there at some point for something like that again. Now that pandemic's hopefully not mm -hmm. as much of a thing. Um, but before that, there was a New Japan show. This was back before AEW existed. Um, Kenny Omega was the champ. And they had this CEO cross New Japan event. And it was only on, like, Twitch or something. Like, it was really obscure. Only, like, a couple people I know even, like, knew it was happening. 
Um, tickets were super cheap, and the card was out of this world, especially like if you look back on it. So this was probably in like 2018, I think it was. And the main event was the Golden Lovers versus Naito and Takahashi, which is like all time if you even remotely follow New Japan. Um, <laughs> it started with a match of the guy who ran the CEO event. I think his name is Alex Jabaley, who actually came back for Fighter Fest, which I also went to, and he had a second match with Michael Nakazawa. Um, oh, Naka, Naka, yeah. Nakazawa. <laughs> so his gimmick at the time was oil everywhere, and he had like multiple pairs of undergarments on, <laughs> and he would like take them off and throw them at this guy, and like shove them at this guy, and my wife was confused. <laughs> that Rightfully was, so. That was her first exposure to professional <laughs> wrestling. Was Michael Nakazawa? Okay, okay. It okay. was. That's a good person. Um, and then of course that main event. There were some great matches in between us. Oh, and Jushin Thunder Liger was there. I don't know why or how, but like that was a highlight of my life. Um, but the main event had Takahashi. If anyone knows who Takahashi is, he has the stuffed red cat that he brings everywhere. And, of course, he brought it there, and he just left it at, or in the corner, like, during the entire match. And, like, just the whole event, I loved it to death, but my wife was beyond confused. So, she doesn't watch wrestling with me. Sorry, that was a long-witted answer to that, but <laughs> I felt like I needed to elaborate that. Um, See the backstory, yeah. Yeah. She has not gone with me since, but, you know, I've had the pleasure of, I, I've lived in Orlando like three different times for various reasons. I'll explain it one day, maybe ties back to the last podcast I tried to do. Um, shout out to your key to the world, Disney podcast, RIP. <laughs> um, so I've really been able to go to a lot of NXT events um, throughout the years. So I, I've really seen most wrestlers other than like a, a small gap. I got to see, WrestleMania 33, I got to go to WrestleMania last year for the first night, which was the better night, if you ask me. Um, Fighter Fest, you know, you name it. I, I've had really cool experiences. Um, but yeah, no, um, only one with my wife. So, yeah, I guess what we're going to do first is... You want me to tell my story? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's, <laughs> let's tell some stories. Let's, um, let's get people's backstories on why wrestling, how far back, how weird do you get with wrestling? You know what I mean? Like, let's let's give some backstory. So, yeah, I'll go. Um, so my, my wife does watch with me. She follows people on social media. She knows everything nice. that's going on. That's she... Cool. Uh, we, we've we've bonded over it pretty well. Um, in fact, that's how me and her brother became extremely close was through because he found out that I watched wrestling. And then, yeah, so I've always had him to talk about it. She always knows what's going on. Uh, I remember, like, she she's very good at predicting things. When AEW first started, mm. the first time we watched uh, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, Right after Moxley showed up, she looked at me and she goes, CM Punk's going to come back to this place. She knew. <laughs> she knew. She's been right about a lot of stuff. 
I'm still waiting to see if she's going to be right about Cody. Um, but yeah. So with my past, though, I've I started when I was really young. I was a Hulkamaniac. It's oh god, kids my age. <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan and He Man. Those were the big things, and I got really into it. Um, I remember when the I remember when the Undertaker debuted. I was just like, "This guy scares the crap out of me." Is he really dead? Um, yes. I watched um, up until I, I stopped watching for a little bit, and then I got back in the Attitude Era when Stone Cold and WCW were going head to head. Goldberg. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's mm-hmm. when I came back. Like right before WrestleMania 14 was when I got hooked back in. Um, I watched all up until college. Um, that would be WrestleMania 19 was the first one I missed. And stopped watching all through college. And then I moved out to Arizona for a little while. And I moved back. And when I moved back, I had to move in with my parents. Weird circumstance. Had to. Uh, I started watching Monday Night Raw with my mom every single night. Or every single Monday. That's awesome. And she got hooked. And for her birthday, she was like, I want a CM Punk t-shirt because he is my favorite wrestler. Hell yes. Aw, go mom. And so I got mom that shirt. um, Started, And then a few months later, I moved out. And she stopped watching, but <laughs> it's okay. She was just doing it with me. And we watched WrestleMania 28 together. I'll never forget that because we watched The Rock versus John Cena. And mm-hmm. I will. Ne- this is just an off-track story. I'm sorry. But I'll never forget when we were watching The Undertaker and Triple H match and when Shawn Michaels super kicked the Undertaker, my mom audibly went out loud, You son of a bitch, Sean! <laughs> love your mom. <laughs> Immediately love her. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. And I just, it was great. Um, and, and then when I moved in with my wife, I remember, I will, I'll never forget this, the first night we moved into our house was when Jinder Mahal won the world title. I'll never forget that. Who could forget that? Ah. <laughs> what a time and to be then, alive, yes. Yep. And then <laughs> now we just watch AEW. We stopped watching WWE. We are just on the AEW bandwagon. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. Small portion of wrestling history for Brad. Starkey. <laughs> Spoiler, his name is Brad, everyone. He gave away yep. the, the secret. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, and I did want to mention one more thing. I am uh I'm actually from parts unknown. I grew up twenty minutes away from where the Ultimate Warrior is from. Petersburg, Indiana. That's that's not the real name of it though. <laughs> <laughs> We're eleven minutes in and you're lying to our audience already. <laughs> so all right, that was Starkey, everyone. Um, maybe Yay. you can come back someday. I'm just kidding. Um, well, Lex, you, you can give us your story. Go have the floor. Okay, okay, cool. Um, like most people, when they start, I was a kid. 
I believe I started watching in 96. I was a little thing. I got into it because my dad was really into wrestling. He was just raised by a single dude in his 20s in the 90s. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Yep. Um, Was really into it. All of his friends had um, boys. So I was the only girl in a big friend group of guys. And we just, you know, had pizza parties on pay-per-view nights and had our N64 and PlayStation and played video games and had our wrestling buddies and our, uh, our action figures. So grew up like that. I think I stopped watching in about 2006, 2007 when I started high school and then was done with it until 2015. I missed all of, I missed all of CM Punk. I missed that whole big chunk of WWE. Um, When I got back into it in 2015, I was mainly just watching WWE. And then I got a Twitter and found out from Twitter, we're rich, Wrestling Twitter is not a good place. Oh, God. Yeah. It's the worst. But (laughs) it led me to um, finding some different indie promotions. Um, So I started dabbling in that a little bit. Um, I didn't regularly watch New Japan, but I knew of it. Saw some matches. Um, Impact kind of started branching out. And, yeah, here we are. I've never been to an actual wrestling show oh we're gonna change that i've never been to one the only one i think i've ever been to my friend brett owned a skate park in south bend and he had pro wrestling king come in it was a it's a small promotion in south bend and i saw that and that was i think before i even got back into it so that's a thing i haven't done and then, wow. And then wow, yeah. Um, we got to change that. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll yeah it it's crazy. It's crazy. I try but when you don't have anyone to go with. Oh, um, I know. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to drag I'm not going to say I don't want to drag him, but I don't want to bring my husband when I know when he sees it on TV when I'm watching, he's just looking at me like what the hell is this? And I'm like, I know. I know. Um <laughs> I try. But he's just, he's just not into it. He's just not into it. I mean, if you're willing to make a compromise with your husband, like that's how I had my wife go. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like she still owes me one, to be honest, because (laughs) I took her to that show and she took me to see Alan Jackson. Oh, Um, I'm not a country person. (laughs) She is. Yeah. He actually wasn't that bad. I will say like, I didn't not like i i didn't hate the concert and then i also went with her to see the jonas brothers which okay that sounds banging to me let me tell you (laughs) i I have had a very fortunate life when it comes to attending live events right i've been to two wrestlemanias i was at all in in 2018 which is one of the best nights of my life i've been to the world series at wrigley field Nice. I've seen every oh, wow. sports team I've liked in the playoffs at least once. No crowd. I, I see. I saw CM Punk win the title at Money in the Bank Live in 2011. That crowd was nuts. No yeah. crowd has ever been as nuts as that Jonas Brothers crowd. <laughs> I just okay. I had to 
give the full background of that because I, I love that. that. I love that. Cra- the woman behind us fell onto us because she was like freaking out so much. Yikes. I, mean, I you know. I don't know what to say. Like, they put on a good show. I can't deny it. It's like, <laughs> Jonas felt, Brothers. Yeah, you felt the energy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the loudest I've ever heard a crowd of people in my life. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely compromised with, with that. So, if you're willing to go to the Jonas Brothers, maybe you can take <laughs> your, your husband to a wrestling show. There I definitely go. could. I definitely could. <laughs> Um, but the cool thing, I mean, the cool thing about not having anyone is what led me to my TikTok, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know anymore. It didn't start out for anyone that doesn't know. I have 75,000 followers on TikTok. My name is Wheezy Blonde, and I somehow just started specializing in wrestling content. And it didn't start out that way, but wrestling fans are you know in the top three of of crazy fandoms you know you've got star wars you've got doctor who and then you've got you've got wrestling fans oh God, those doctor and who i people. i've tapped into that i know how to i know how to poke them with a stick i know how to you know <laughs> it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun especially oh it's, it's good stuff i do i do appreciate it and i don't and i think there's not a lot of you know female voices in wrestling really if you're True. not if you're not a you know female wrestler so it's fun yeah i enjoy it i mean it's what renee paquette and yep just yeah every now and then For someone sure. else i don't know mm-hmm. you're right but yeah no i mean that's honestly how lex and i re um introduced ourselves to each other because we went to high school <laughs> together uh you know we talked every now like in a, if we had the same class or something like that um I don't remember everything from high school. I try to block it out, but um, we actually were. Oh, we got to talk about this. We were in the same. Um, what's the word? Superlative in the yearbook. Yeah, we were voted. We were voted the superlative in the in the senior edition of the yearbook, where they they nominate you for whatever the hell you know most likely to da 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 da. We right. got the stoop. We got the stupidest one that I don't know why it exists. It doesn't make any sense. But it was uh, most likely to survive off of their microwave. Oh, exactly. That's that's what we were voted. Most likely okay. to survive off of their microwave. Yes. I will say so- for like five <laughs> years that was dead on accurate for me. <laughs> was it really? Oh, that yeah, is I a very random one. I always, <laughs> I always thought like best car and all that stuff was pretty stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys have that, that one. Yeah. Ours were. Yeah really stupid because we yeah. went to a small catholic high school okay there was like um, 80 of us yeah Ooh, i went to a small small high school graduated with 65 kids oh wow. 275 oh, wow. high school and junior high okay that was way smaller you beat us yeah. Yeah. never mind yeah, no. um tiny you win yeah middle of nowhere but like there were ones like most likely to be holy or so like stuff like that like how do you vote for that when you're an 18 year old kid? Never mind. We're not going to get. Yeah. That. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they actually voted us that. I think they no. just said, "Here, we give it to Zach and Alexis." Yeah. I, <laughs> that or okay. everyone voted for someone different, and we won because we had like three votes total or something. Probably. I got I got the basic one. I got friendliest. That was mine. We I would have killed little... for friendliest. Yeah, that, that's awesome. <laughs> 
That's there's, a legit there's one. There's a really, it, it's a bad photo of me, um, of us <laughs> holding just random like cups Bowl. in front of a microwave. Yep. It was in the home ec room. It is okay. really stupid. Um, anyway, you know, high school ended, lives took different paths. You know, such such is life. But then, yeah, I saw her on TikTok. I wasn't even looking. It just like, I was like, wait a minute. I know this person. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I think it was the, you have one that got like a million views, didn't you? I have three. Oh. Nice. Very nice. Humble brags tonight. All right. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, You're fine. It was the, it was one with Paramore. Um, yeah. And Olivia Rodrigo and how they're the same or something. Um, yeah. And I was just like, what the hell? And then like, you know, I liked it, of course. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll follow. I'll follow her. Absolutely. And then like a week later, you're live on TikTok hosting a wrestling Q&A. And I was just like, oh, my God, someone who, who someone likes wrestling. So, <laughs> yeah, reached out. <laughs> reached out real quick. Um, so, yeah, I've never mind that. I just thought that was funny. So. Um, I guess I can go into my spiel for, for me. So I honestly have very vague memories of the attitude era. Like I was, you know, six, if, if that, for Mm -hmm. when it started, you know, when the NWO finally came on, my uncle loved it. Parents, not so much. So, you know, I, I would watch it every now and then from what I remember. Um, I remember for Christmas, he gave me this like, mini wcw ring with like mini figures they weren't like full action figures but i loved it because i had so many of them because they were so tiny i don't have them anymore and it kills me every day and i can't i don't know what to search for i look every Mm, all the time for them and i can't find them um i don't know what happened to them i don't know if my mom would listen to me talk about wrestling but mom if you're listening can you find them for me please if you still have um so it was that it was the n64 games which i didn't have an n64 so i would just go to all of my friends because literally everyone else had one and they all had either wcw revenge or world tour um i i don't think anyone had no mercy to be honest i didn't play that until later in my life and then i played a lot of it so yeah i mean that was it i watched up until I would probably say oh one oh two I like I was I was still a kid and then I realized hey this is fake this is this isn't real um, so I actually didn't watch for a while um, the first thing I remember watching back and for some reason this is what hooked me back on is I I randomly was changing through the channels uh, my best friend never stopped like he's watched it his whole life so he's like I was watching it and I texted him or messaged him on, you know, good old AOL or whatever the hell it was back in the day. I was like, I got wrestling on. He's like, just watch it. And it was like Shawn Michaels telling JBL that he will work for him for some reason. And it was the most <laughs> absurd storyline. And JBL was like treating him like this underpaid, like overworked, like, you know, do all of my chores servant type thing. And I was like, this is so absurd, and I love it, and I have not stopped since. That was like in <laughs> 07, I want to say, the first 
pay-per-view that I totally legally found was um, Armageddon when Jeff Hardy won the title in that in a triple threat ladder match. Um, and I was like, this is the greatest thing of all time. Like, even the hype videos, like, I, I remember, I don't even remember who Big Show was facing, but it was just something really lame, mid-card, no titles match. And I was like, oh my gosh, Big Show, you got to get this guy. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I was so hooked. And then very quickly, I realized, like, you know, how it actually works and everything like that. It took <laughs> took a few months. I knew it was fake, but at the same time, like I was, I was like, oh my gosh, Kofi Kingston's so cool. I hope he wins the Royal Rumble. What are the chances he wins the 2008 Royal Rumble? Uh, they were not high. So <laughs> I actually, so I told my uncle who initially gave me all those figures. I was like, so I started watching wrestling. Are you watching the Royal Rumble? And he was like, yeah. You want to come over? I was like, yes. So. Ever since then, I've watched like every pay per view you can. Um, CM Punk during that summer of 2011 was like the best thing ever, and my best friend and I we bought tickets to the pay per view Money in the Bank two weeks before he cut the pipe bomb. Like they were 25 bucks. I spent 25 bucks on that ticket, and he cut that pipe bomb and we were just like, Oh my God, we're about to go to the best pay-per-view in human history. Um, <laughs> to this day, that's my favorite match of all time is punk. That's Canada. right. Right. When I came back. Yeah. It's 2011 there summer was, of punk. I mean, I feel like that brought a lot of people back. Mm -hmm. it was so I was busy getting drunk at a cornfield in 2011. <laughs> I was not watching wrestling yet. <sighs> that's a shame. I'm just, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, have you watched this stuff since? Like, do you do you know the story yet of what happened in 2011? Or have yes. You, okay. Yep. Oh my god, it was just so good. Um, it, it was good, so insane. Yep. But that's also what introduced me to independent stuff because he's like, maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. I'm like, what the hell is Ring of Honor? Yeah. Um, and then of course, my freshman year of college. For some reason, I spent so much money on DVDs. Like, I would start watching, like, old pay-per-views. Or you, you remember those WWE DVD collections, like, the best. Dude, I have matches. a tote full of them. Yeah, you, you, Jesus Christ. Well, you can't even give them away now. They're no. absolutely worthless. Because um, it's all on Peacock now. So, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would watch. I'm going to make my kids sit down and watch it, yes. though, damn it. <laughs> oh, I I miss the like late two thousands quality of those DVDs. Um, the first one I ever bought, I, I don't know why I remember this. I was at Kmart, which I don't know if Kmart even exists anymore. Does it even? No, nope. I think it's gone. It, yeah, it doesn't. No, gone. Um, it was just like I was there for some reason, and I saw the first twenty five years of Raw DVD collection, and I watched it all like in two days. Oh my know. god. Oh, the rabbit holes I went down. Um, so, I i mean, I'm all caught up. Let's put it that way. But I started, <laughs> I started buying TNA DVDs off their website. Like, it was bad. And do you know who Don West is? No. Like, super mm -mm. obnoxious guy. He worked for TNA. He would put videos on Facebook of him selling these... TNA brown bags. It was just a brown drawstring bag with a TNA logo. It was like, you get four DVDs, two t-shirts, and it's all random, and I'll sign the bag and everything. I bought like four of them. I don't know why. 
But <laughs> those TNA DVDs like changed my life because mid two thousands TNA wrestling is phenomenal, and I strongly recommend everyone to go watch it. Um, so I would watch tons of those. I had like f- T-shirts for Fortune and all these stupid factions in TNA, wearing them around <laughs> Purdue University, and people were probably like, "What the hell is Milk Money?" And it just said Milk Money and had giant cartoon baby versions of James Storm and Bobby Roode. And <laughs> it was a yeah. I don't. I went way too hard at once, and then WWE Network came along, also changed my life. But honestly, the biggest change in my life was when I discovered being the elite um, on YouTube. So like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Bebe. Um, then I started subscribing to New Japan World and started watching Ring of Honor. And now I just like I'll watch whatever you throw in front of me. Um, AEW's clearly my favorite. It's not even a competition right now. I didn't watch WWE for like a year and a half. And then I started watching again the last like couple months. Um, once the Royal Rumble started, it was one of the worst Royal Rumbles of all time, by the way. And yep. I don't know. I went to a Raw like a month ago. Um, it was here where I live, and now it's WrestleMania time. It's like now I gotta watch, see what happens. But yeah, no. Once WrestleMania is over, I'll probably not watch it for a while. Yep, gonna be dead. Yeah, I'm watching right now too. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Like it's not the Raw that. At the time of this recording, it was last night. Um, I it was good. Like it, it wasn't was bad. Happening. I was, didn't think it was. Yeah. The Seth Rollins story is really good because you really don't know who it's going to be. There, it could be yeah. the Undertaker. It could be Cody. It's Cody. Um, it it could be a wide variety of people. And the funny thing is, by the time this probably hits the airwaves, we will know. Probably. And bum, bum, bum. we'll bum. make fun of ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. If it's Cody, what theme song do you think he comes out to? Is the real question. Uh, smoke and mirrors, or do you think they would buy the Downstate song? They should buy the Downstate song. I agree, but it, I would like Smoke and Mirrors, but only if it was the original one, where he came out as dashing Cody Rhodes, and he mouthed the word dashing. The- I think instead of the uh, the little prelude that he came out to in AEW, the oh, oh that was so stupid. It should be yeah. the Stardust piano, Ooh. and then goes into Downstate. Um, <laughs> if he comes out as Stardust, unless it's like voluntarily one time, I'm going to laugh a lot. I'm too. Um, I will die. Oh my god, it was so bad. Who's going to do it at least I once? Think everybody else will too. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's uh, waiting to show up because he had to grow a full blonde mustache, so he yeah. could bring back mustache Cody. So, <laughs> how confused are the people who only watch WWE going to be when they see his neck tattoo? Is the real question. That fucking neck tattoo. Oh the same goodness. way we probably are going to when we acted when we saw it. We're like, what the what the fuck is that, dude? <laughs> I, really. I honestly, we could spend a whole different episode on this and we can, but like almost <laughs> the last full like year and a half of Cody and AEW, I thought he was not good. I I enjoyed it, but it was, it was still kind of like its own thing. Like it was never. Yeah. It was like a it, whole different show. Yeah. Like the go-go stuff. I didn't like it. 
Malachi Black, I think everybody was over it by that point. And so that's it. But it's it, but it's Malachi Black. Like you knew he was going to get cheered. They're not going to make him a heel. Yeah. Like the the fans aren't. It'd be the same if Bray showed up. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to make that man a heel. And then he like put his boots in the ring, kind of. That was dumb. It was the dumb. fake retirement. And then yeah. he like came back off and on saying he's not going to turn heel, and now he's out of the company. I don't know. It was all. I I thought that was funny the other day. The that tweet I showed you where it said. Uh, mm-hmm. AEW fans want a Cody to turn heel, so he signs a WWE contract. There you go. Biggest yeah, AEW heel <laughs> move in, in in the company. There you go. <laughs> um, so that was a very, very brief overview, I guess, of all of our fandoms. And we probably, <laughs> we'll probably get more into it as time goes on. At least I would hope so. Um, so... I guess still just more like along the lines of introductions, just so you can get to know us a little better and know what our thoughts are on at least something in terms of wrestling. Um, I just, I figured we could just do our top five, not, not top five best wrestlers of all time, but just our top five favorites that we like to cheer for. Um, You know, if you have stories or like, you know, Oh, every shirt that comes out, I'm grabbing this or, you know, whatever. Um, so whoever wants to go first, Lex, you can go first if you want. Oh no! Okay, okay. sure. Starkey, you can go. I don't care. Nope, I, I don't care. Go for it, Stark. You All right, all right. Go first. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So my top five of all time. Um. So number five. Mm. How about to be oh, fair, sorry, was- you give your five. She gives her five, and then I'll do my five, and we can just keep going like that. How about Sounds that? good. There you go. Uh, we go five to one or one to five? Five to one. You got to build the suspense. Come on. That's okay, I'll, I'll build it up. Yep, you're right. Jeez. It's my first time. You're it's lucky. my first I'm time. Here. <laughs> I need a coach. All right. My top five, I'm going to put in fifth, just because the man got me into wrestling. He still has a small small piece of my heart i'm gonna go hulk hogan it's i know all the bad stuff has happened <laughs> since then this is uncomfortable uh, i can be uncomfortable but he still means a lot to me i don't like him i'm not a big fan of him now i'm over it but it's it's the situation from batman you can either see yourself become the you can see yourself die a hero or live long enough to become the villain and he has done that in real life. But before that, he was a great wrestling villain. Like the best, one of the best <laughs> yes. ever. Yes. NWO Hulk Hogan was so much fun. He was my favorite Hulk Hogan. That's mm-hmm. what I grew up on. Yeah. I thought his mm-hmm. name was Hollywood Hogan. Yep. Yeah. But not a great human just, being, he, but Just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But still had a big impact on why I watch. Number four. I am going to go. I thought she was giving her fifth first. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, give yeah, me time to think then. See, again, you need, you I, need us. First time. First timers club. This is just, oh my God. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, okay. So my, my, my <laughs> number five. My number five. I have, I have The Rock. The Rock is my number five. I couldn't have him as one through four because I didn't like him that much, but he's iconic enough to me that I appreciate him. Uh, I was an Attitude Era, well, the end of the Attitude Era kid. So his 
WrestleMania 17 with um, Stone Cold is one of my favorites. Um, boss on the mic. I respect the man for everything that he's done and what he does now. And people still know who he is and they know him by his wrestling name. They know him by The Rock. So I, I love I love The Rock. I do too. Who does it? That's it. They're, they're out there. He's going to be president one day. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. When... <laughs> But it, I feel that's like what Young Rock's all about. He's just—it's his yeah, campaign right there. That's very true. Oh my god! Um, fun fact: The Rock is not on my top five list. That's okay. Ooh, that's okay. Barely missed it. Like it's not like I don't like The Rock. I love The Rock. <laughs> but this is going to be my weirdest one. But number five for me is actually Matt Hardy. Okay. Um, okay. So he. When I came back to watching wrestling, he wasn't even with Jeff Hardy. It was just like, mm-hmm. um, not even Matt Fax. He just had this like purple t-shirt with the key on it and just came out to his banging theme song. But what I love more than almost anything that wrestling has ever produced is Broken Matt Hardy. Like, I love Broken Matt Hardy and that Broken Universe it is so stupid. Like, I know it is so stupid, but it is amazing. Like, we're talking the TNA version before he went to yeah. WWE, and naturally they just ruined it all. But Well, it wasn't broken in WWE. Well, it was, that was woken. Yeah, it was woken with broken glass, <laughs> which just, oh my God. Um, he just, everything I've watched of his, like, when it, whether it was growing up as the Hardy Boys or going back and watching Hardy Boy stuff that I missed or that, but like those cinematic matches, I would argue changed wrestling. Like he was like the biggest thing in wrestling in 2016, I would argue, to wrestling fans like us, not to the general WWE fan. Mm-hmm. That's that's a different person. It was just it was amazing. Even the one in WWE with. Bray Wyatt, where they had that mm-hmm. cinematic main event on Raw. I was like, I watched the whole episode just like, okay, all right, it's actually going to be the main event. Let's go. <laughs> this is going to be, and I was like, looking at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to give it like 20 minutes. Like, Senor Benjamin, who's his real life father in law, like, <laughs> ready. Everyone a part of it is just amazing. Brother um, Nero. Brother Nero. Yeah. Itchweed. <laughs> 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 Which is spelled with three E's. <laughs> like, I just... If you don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube right now and search Broken Matt Hardy and any of these cinematic matches from TNA, 10 out of 10. Like, it's just pure entertainment. It is really stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But it works. I don't know how to explain it otherwise, and it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, plus, I was fortunate enough to be at wrestlemania 33 so like the night before wrestlemania 33 he and jeff hardy wrestled the young bucks at ring of honor supercard of honor and then that following night they came out without any fanfare everyone thought the new day was walking to the ring ready to face everyone for the tag titles and then out come the hardys and one of the loudest crowd reactions ever and i got to be a part of it so that helped nice Um, and then he showed up in aew with his red hair and no fans but it was still great i don't know i loved it um the last year he was not great as the hfo though i will say um but yeah matt hardy shout out um so starkey you can 
Give us your number four now that you've thought it over. <laughs> My number four uh, goes back to being in high school. Um, I've always thought this guy. Luthez. Was, uh, <laughs> I wish. I, I'm glad I'm not that old. Um, uh, just because he, he was on the cusp of being the guy. And then it finally broke through after he got back from injury. And that's the game, Triple H. I've just, uh, he, just how he's always, ever since he came back from that quad injury, I'll never forget when that, when he came back from that, I was about ready to graduate. And it was just such a cool moment when he came back. I mean, that place erupted. And it was cool. And I liked how he kind of turned from the DX persona into the game. And he was just more of a, of a badass. And it was cool. And it was like, I was at that age, I was like 16, 17, where he was the coolest motherfucker that there was. And just seeing how he evolved and he kept pretty much the same character the whole time, but he would just either be lighter with it. He could go anywhere. He could be funny. He could be dead ass serious. He had a woman manager to start, which was hilarious but still like she was a badass like china was the most badass woman on the face of the planet like nobody'd ever had a female bodyguard before and it was amazing and yeah i mean just his whole transition through his career as terrorizing in wcw (laughs) to be in the blue blood to pretty much i could safely say Minus Macho Man Randy Savage, I'm pretty sure Triple H has wrestled every famous wrestler from that time period. Oh, he had to have. Because he's wrestled Sting, Goldberg. Not the only one. Oh, he did wrestle Macho. Uh, I th- no, I don't rem- No, he didn't. He wrestled the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania, The Undertaker three times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen there's a YouTube video? called wrestling isn't wrestling it's like a 20 minute video it's probably from like 2015 or 16 it's one of the best videos to show someone if they're like on the fence of giving wrestling a try okay i don't remember the name of the guy who does it um i'm pretty sure like he's not a good person from what i heard i don't remember who okay max landis i want to say his name is Sounds anyway, familiar. There Max are, Landis. Yeah, there's a ton yeah. of wrestling cameos in it, and he uses the story of Triple H, and like Triple H is portrayed by just like a really attractive blonde, and Shawn Michaels is a really attractive brunette woman, and like uh-huh. they are hilarious in it, and they just yes, I have yeah. seen those. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like wrestling stories, but they use girls. Well, it's like it's just one video. Um, yeah. There might be something else like it. Or There's a Stone Cold one, too. I It's like all a part of it, and it goes through the entire career of Triple H up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it is so well done, and the cameos are so funny. And, like, there's random people. Like, I think Josh from Drake and Josh is in it, if I can remember correctly. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. It's a long video, but, oh, my God, it is so good. And, it like, Triple H is the prime example of, like, why wrestling is so awesome, because you can Mm -hmm. tell that story over, like, 20-plus years, and it's still good. 
Yeah. And then I didn't even get to the part where he married the boss's daughter. Yeah. Like he 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 won out of everybody. <laughs> and then you know, like I remember when he won the Royal Rumble a few years ago to win the championship. I was there. I wasn't even mad. I was happy. I was just like, yes, like finally it's not Roman Reigns. Like well, I don't yeah, care. That's why I was happy it, wasn't Roman Reigns. <laughs> it could be Triple H. Triple H still made sense. And then, yeah, just and the one when when Hunter ran NXT is when it was at its best. Like the man has not failed at anything. I just think they failed. They put him in a spot to fail. And yeah, he two point is great, dude. Come on, yeah. But I think when he made the pissant company comment, I knew that was going to bite him in the ass. But I'll tell you what: if he walked through those AEW doors, you know he'd be more than welcome by everybody. Oh, I yeah. think. Oh yeah, for I sure. I definitely would. Yeah, no chance. never could happen, but it'd be amazing. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I've been able to go to so many NXT events and just he's so like that's why they stopped him because it was so much better than what the regular product was that it made the regular product seem not as good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just double edged sword, I guess. But yeah, no, a black and gold NXT for life. I don't know. I miss it already. It's only been a few months, but oh my god, NXT 2.0 is so bad. I, I don't watch it. We're recording this as it's airing, by the way. Mm-hmm. If anyone is, yeah, I don't watch it. Yeah, no, nope. it's, it's terrible. Um, wow, we're only on the second person's number four. <laughs> okay, number four. Hi, mine. <laughs> my number four is Mick Foley. Hell yeah, Mick Mick McFoley. Because again, uh, he's just so. Uh, He's such an enigma. He just, he's, he's everything that he's done, you know, you could give him any gimmick and he's going to take it and run with it. Um, and people care about it and you can put him, you know, you can give him a goofy ass fucking gimmick and you can put him with someone as polarizing as the rock and make it, you know, people care about it. You know, it doesn't matter how goofy it is on top of all of the, you know, being a pioneer in, in the hardcore wrestling scene, which I also, loved and it was short-lived um so that's my number four mick foley i'm straight into the point guys i don't <laughs> i ramble i'm oh, sorry I ramble too. it's okay um, to talk i like it fun mick foley story is my first day at the theme park i used to work at it was a restaurant mm-hmm. right at the front of the park what happens when i walk out from the kitchen for the first time there's mick and noel foley just sitting there staring at me And I almost turned around and was like, I need to leave. Otherwise, I'm going to freak out. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, it was. I've heard he's very nice. Oh, he is. Yes. Um, I talked to the surfer he had and asked him how nice he was. Nice. I was too scared to talk to him. I don't think I was allowed to talk to him, honestly. So, (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, I love Mick Foley. Again, almost made the list. Just, just missed it. Um, Number four for me. Probably low for a lot of people's opinion, but um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just because, yes, I kind of grew up with him. I played the video games with him, but I don't think I was old enough to truly appreciate it until after the fact. And it's just like the other three on my list are more real time. Um, but I mean, 
there's no denying how phenomenal Stone Cold is in every aspect, even though his career probably could have been longer. But yeah, short-lived. Mm-hmm. Neck problems and all, but uh, who knows? We might see him in a couple weeks here. Well, we I will. Think so. I don't know what yeah. he's going to do, but um, I, I really hope it's just like a, a nice like eight-minute match with Kevin Owens, who also just missed my list. I, everyone just <laughs> missed my list, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the glass breaking is all you need to say. Um, even if you're not a huge wrestling fan or you're just giving this a shot, just go watch random Stone Cold clips. Every single one is phenomenal. The beer truck. I just, just watched that today. Oh man, it's so great! <laughs> it's so good. Um, Mike Tyson and Austin, you know. Oh man, just uh, I could go on, but no, it it was an obvious choice, and I'm sure that it's on one of your lists or something. But yeah, good stuff. Um, so go ahead, Starkey. Number three, I'm going uh, back to when I was a little kid again. Um, I'm going Undertaker for number three. Um, I've been there for the entire ride. I know you guys are a little bit younger, but I remember since day one when uh, Survivor Series was Thanksgiving Eve, pay-per-view on a Wednesday night, and my dad would always get it for us. And I just remember that very scary man walking down the ring and then a few years, like I just remember being like learning about death through that way because I had lost some family members around that time. I think it was a couple years after he debuted, and they asked me to be a pallbearer, and I said, "I'm not going to change my name. That's that's his name." Oh and my god! No, it's the casket. Thought that that's what his name was, oh, and I didn't. Oh my god! It. And that's how I learned about it was because of wrestling. Because Paul, my because my dad would laugh every time. He's like, "That's and such a funny name." Yep. Um, wow. And he was just always there. Like I, I was at WrestleMania eight here in Indianapolis, and that was his second WrestleMania match, and it was against Jake the Snake. I was so excited for that match. What an awesome matchup yes didn't that show suck though wasn't that like a yeah. really bad wrestlemania but i was eight years old i'm the same age as wrestlemania by the way so if you ever want to know how old i am just whatever wrestlemania we're on that's brad brad that's old brad is yeah, <laughs> um yeah i was at wrestlemania 8 on there i remember when he locked the ultimate warrior in the casket i was so upset as a child <laughs> uh, when he when I started watching again, at, at that I, when I came back was right after Kane came in, and it was at the Hell in the Cell between him and Sean, the first Hell in the Cell. That is when I officially came back to wrestling as a teenager um, from being a younger kid. And I just remember that match was so amazing. And I remember the Hell in the Cell with him and Mick Foley. I was so excited for that match. And I thought I was going to watch somebody die. <laughs> you almost did. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did yeah. if you watched that episode of Raw where Jerry Lawler died for like a half hour. I, I did watch that. Yeah. yeah. So you did watch someone die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Undertaker, just one of the greatest, if not the greatest to ever do it. Just the dumbest character 
the dumbest storylines, but they just worked. Like, people still think that him and Kane are brothers in real life. That still goes what? on. They're not? Yeah, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but they look just but, like each other. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Taker. He's he's always been there. He's always been awesome. I think he got got robbed in his retirement, not being able to retire in front of fans. So that's why it I was think so awesome though. Like that AJ uh, Styles match was yeah. Awesome. I just I think he's just got to do one more in front of people because that's I don't think it's happening. I don't uh, think it's happening either. I don't know no. if I want it to happen. Like I thought it was a cool <laughs> ending. I mean, my my favorite version of Undertaker is American Badass Undertaker, though. So <laughs> that whole thing was just like, yeah, beautiful. me too, actually. And guess what? I bet that match doesn't happen without Matt Hardy. I'm just saying because he helped pioneer the cinematic wrestling match. So. Okay, no big deal. But, yeah, Taker's my three. It's a it's a good three. <laughs> All well, right. uh, my three is actually Matt Hardy. So I was oh, excited hell yes. to, I was excited oh, that, that just made Matt my Hardy. Oh, that was Yeah, amazing. I love Matt Hardy. Oh my god. Um I'm the person that gets in arguments when, with everyone when they tell me that they love Jeff Hardy and how much better Jeff Hardy is than Matt. I'll go all day about that one. Um but Sweet. yeah, um uh, when I Team Extreme, I love I didn't put her on the list, but I wanted to be Lita. I loved her. I was like nine years old being like, I dressed up like her for Halloween, wanted to be her so badly. Everything Team Extreme was just my everything. I had their poster on my wall and I just, I didn't watch TNA at first. I remember I started to when he went over there, Mm -hmm. but he's just always been so amazing to me. And the fact that he can, I also agree the broken, broken, love it. I, I went along with the Woken gimmick. Like, I liked it. I did it first. In WWE. It didn't It didn't hit the same. No, tried. No, no, no. Yeah. He tried. It wasn't his fault. Um, no, it wasn't. They but also, even with yeah. it, it, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. I, I still appreciated, you know, what him and Bray were able to do. I thought it was nice and different for the time because everything in WWE can just be so stale sometimes. It's nice to see something a little bit different that's not completely nauseating. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people dismissed it, even that first promo when he showed up and just was cutting weird back, like backstage videos of him and Bray like laughing at each other. And I yeah. was just <laughs> laughing hysterically. I was like, this is the best thing that WWE I thought it was has great. done in years. <laughs> I thought um, it was great. And then after that cinematic match and they made them tag together, like that could have been so much cooler and it wasn't, mm-hmm. and it wasn't their fault, but yeah. Lita, by the way, top five wrestling theme song. In my oh opinion. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great yes, absolutely. Song. I love her. Yeah. Um, I don't love anything she did personally. No. But yeah. She kind of ruined team extreme, didn't she? Oh my gosh. She did. That broke. That was, that was around the time that I stopped watching because I just was like, what the hell is happening? What? And then Matt was, uh, losing his damn mind. Storyline. Like, oh yeah, they so capitalized on up. it. Oh my God. Yeah. Gotta be able to do business. The, what was yeah. it? The live sex show of Edge and Lita. I, I, I remember I was at a bar that night. This is when I was a bartender 
and we had heard through the grapevine, like, hey, WWE's having a live sex show tonight. So we put it on at the bar, and we're like, what the hell is going on right now? That was weird, man. I Like, it was on that Raw DVD set, so, like, I mm-hmm. didn't even know it existed until it happened on my DVD. Like, that mm-hmm. was something that I then found out through the, the Hardy Boys documentary DVD I had, and um, 10 million things after that. But yeah, like, Oh my god, what the hell? Like And it was like two thousand and what, five or six? Like it was Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. It was already mm-hmm. past the time where that was a regular thing on WWE. Way past. Yeah. So it was it was not on brand. So everyone was probably sitting in the arena like, What the hell am I watching right now? Yeah. Um Hell yeah, Matt Hardy. That's what I'm talking Matt about. Matt Hardy. That's amazing. Um my number three is Brian Danielson. Um, honestly, before he showed up in the original horrible version of NXT, I only knew who he was because of the rumors of him showing up in WWE. Um, the the websites I used to go on, like trying to spoil everything. I don't know why I do that. I just can't help myself. The dirt sheets. Yeah, the Getting dirt on the dirt sheets. sheets. First of all, we're going to do an episode, and don't let me forget about those WWE shows that were on their website like the dirt sheet with Miz and Morrison because that thing is amazing anyway um yeah so when he first showed up and was mentored by the Miz and everything I was like this guy is the one they're talking about like he's just like this dude and he you know he had short hair he's clean shaven he's just this like scrawny dude barely knew what he was about and then they, he came out with the rest of Nexus when they debuted, and he choked Justin Roberts out and got fired. <laughs> uh, Which, if you was... notice, I, I, I can I interrupt for just yes, a second? Please, please do. If you notice at every AEW show, because Justin Roberts is the announcer, yep. when Brian Danielson gets in the ring, he grabs and straightens Justin's tie every show. How have I never noticed that? I noticed it when I was at a dynamite recently. That dynamite we were at. Yeah. That was yeah. a great dynamite. Yes. When when he goes, he'd go up to Justin Roberts every time and straighten his tie. And I was like, oh, that's funny. That <laughs> okay, sorry. Was, like, Kenny Omega signed that contract in Hangman's blood. Okay, never mind. No context, that's weird <laughs> to say. Anyway. Um, so, you know... I think him getting fired that first time was the best thing to ever happen to that man because he came back and was not a part of Nexus, which was just an all-time disaster. I don't know how you messed that up. Everyone ended up being terrible, except for Wade Barrett. I don't count Ryback or Skip Sheffield. (laughs) That guy sucks. Anyway. um, So... You know, he was his own thing. He wasn't Nexus. And then, you know, he started having just regular matches. He came out with his, like, maroon t-shirts instead of Nexus stuff. And I was pretty much instantly hooked. And then once the Yes movement happened in 2014, that was, to this day, one of my favorite wrestling storylines of all time. Um, I watched every, every single week. I was living in Florida when that WrestleMania happened, and my roommate at the time... Um, who I'm sure will be on this podcast at some point. He likes wrestling too, so we watched every show we could. We both 
called out of work on WrestleMania 30 day and got pizza and drank and watched that show and it was one of the best nights. I loved that The Undertaker lost, by the way. <laughs> when it happened, I was like, oh my god, like this is the craziest thing. Um, yeah, no, like everything he's done since then even. Like when he went from yes to no and then <laughs> Team Hell No was so good. Um, that's one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Like that that should have had more things happen with it. Um, have, you, have you went back and watched uh, the therapy sessions? Not recently, but I love those so much. You, uh, what was the, the guy's name? Was it Hank? Shelby, Dr. Shelby. No, not the doctor. In the, uh, the therapy with him, there's a light-skinned black dude that they keep yelling at. Do you remember Hank, I think is his name? Maybe I don't. Anyways, that's Scorpio Sky. That's amazing. Yeah, um, Scorpio Sky <laughs> is phenomenal. I love Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, no, that's, throw it out I there. gotta go back and watch this now. <laughs> Those segments are all ten out of ten, from what I remember. Um, but then, like, he got hurt, and even when he's hurt, him and Miz on Talking Smack was so amazing. Him as a GM was hard to watch, but then he comes back. And is the douchebag environmentalist guy that is actually, in my opinion, a face, but everyone booed him because he was just speaking truth and they didn't like what they heard, I guess. But, you know, like he's preaching to save the planet and he had the hemp belt, which I think is a great looking belt, by the way. That's one of the greatest looking title belts. Um, everything he did with Kofi... And even his last WrestleMania match was outstanding. He wasn't even supposed to be a part of it. I hated that he was in it. He made the match great. Um, and he's come to AEW and just has had nothing but banger matches nonstop. Um, and, of course, by now I've gone back and watched some Ring of Honor. So, like, I, I know the story now. But, like, that guy has been one of the best wrestlers of the past 15 years and. I just I've loved everything he's done that I've watched. So yeah, I had to put him in there. Fair. Um, we're up nice. To, we're up to number two, everyone. Two. Woo! And Scorpio yeah. Sky's name was Harold. Harold. They kept saying, "Shut up, Harold." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so number two. Now's when I start to get off track a little bit. Not track, but like off the beaten path. My number two is Taz. I was a huge ECW fan when I was a kid. That's amazing. Uh, And Taz was him versus Sabu was the most badass thing because they kept them apart for an entire year. And then the lights went off. They came back on and Taz was just a bad motherfucker just standing Mm -hmm. right there. And just the way he suplexed everybody. Like I remember we would be dicking around before wrestling practice just throwing each other on the mat just doing t-bones and all sorts of shit um so taz is always been one of my favorites and uh when he came to wwe i was so excited because he beat kurt angle clean in the ring and then they fucked it up that was the first time i remember them just fucking something up so terrible it wasn't the last yeah man he could have been something (laughs) Amazing. I remember playing SmackDown 2, Here Comes the Pain, and I was Taz every single time, just winning every title, looking like Kenny Omega with five belts. 
here comes the pain all-time video game we're gonna have yeah. multiple episodes on wrestling video games that's um, cool with me i can tell you that right now so Chaz's um, theme is also one of my yes. favorites the heartbeat Chaz one has, yep. yes mm-hmm. used to play that in the car just had all the orange shirts and then now this is where it gets cool is to see hook his son hook rules. like just as a bad motherfucker just like his dad was which is cool um it's so and the the thing that's surreal for me is i have a a baby son who is seven months old this week and i hope that he watches wrestling when he gets a little older and i hope that hook could be his favorite wrestler that would be really cool because me growing up on taz he could grow up on hook that would be so awesome to me um, and I completely skipped skipped over on the commentary part because when he's transitioned to commentary, still killed it. Mm-hmm. Was great well, at. I think is he's he, one of the best of all time on commentary? Yeah. Does he stutter and say stupid shit all the time? Yes, but it's entertaining. That that's all that matters. Yeah, he's not my um, That's all that I care about. Yeah, Taz. Taz is ECW original. Been a huge fan of him my whole life. And the coolest story I have happened two years ago. Um. I was working. I work at Lids, manufacturing hats. We make hats like people order hats online. And I remember uh, I was getting ready to stitch this hat, and I saw the logo, and it said FTW. And I was like, I know what that is. And then I, they were like, here's the hats you're doing. And they were orange hats, and they were going in black. And I was like, I know who this is for. And I looked at the name. And I typed in my phone, Taz's real name. It was him. And I was like, holy shit, I'm about to make these hats for Taz. And I made them. And I told everybody in the office that I was making hats for one of my favorite professional wrestlers. And my boss told me, well, you should write a note and put it in the box. So I did. A little chicken scratch third grader handwriting that I have. (laughs) But I just said, hey, man, I knew that I was doing these hats for you. I've been a fan since I was a kid. Appreciate what you do. Just want to let you know I made one for myself. Hopefully, I get to meet you down the road. And then he emailed the company back saying, hey, I got the letter. Thanks a lot. I'll be doing business with you again. So that's my cool Taz story. Gee, I wonder who keeps doing those for him then. Um, (laughs) Good guy, Taz. Yeah, good guy, Taz. Good guy, Taz. I love Hook's entrance so much. Just the action Bronson song, and he just walks to the ring just like his dad. Like, that's... Awesome. Also, I wish I had Hook's hair. Hook has the coolest hair I've ever seen. <laughs> I did hear, uh, I don't know if you guys follow Nyla Rose on Twitter. Oh, she's amazing on Twitter. She's so funny. But <laughs> I remember, I think it was Nyla. I don't remember if it, it was either Nyla or Aubrey. And they were like, this is like maybe like almost a year ago, I think. And they were like, uh, I was today years old when I learned that Taz is not black. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, Taz is white. All right. Yeah. Great I mean, I don't know that it matters, but yeah. I always thought he was black. I just I didn't think he was he, super I, New Yorker. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't is. know. Like, don't get me wrong. He's very oh, yeah. New York. but Super Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I deem him. He's just super Brooklyn. Um, I love Taz, especially in commentary. But 
yeah um great stories i this has been great i am really having fun just listening to these stories um yeah lex number two number two chris jericho uh yeah i think my first memory my <laughs> i didn't watch wcw when, when it was in real time uh my friends did but i remember when chris jericho debuted i remember the um the y2j count clock that would mm. be on every night every week and you're like oh what is that what is that I had no idea or it was really the y2k i think is what it said or no countdown to the millennium yeah it was yep. countdown and, to millennium. and then yeah. countdown to millennium and then it ended up being y2j and his i there every few weeks i actually watch his debut and in my live videos on um tiktok i play because it's one of my favorite debuts ever because i don't even i had no idea who the fuck the guy was but it was just so so exciting and i thought i liked his ponytail because mm-hmm. you gotta remember i'm like oh yeah like, how could you I'm forget like seven. i'm like seven it is back and forth with the rock and so that always that always stuck with me and then just i don't know continue to like him throughout the years just like with mick i mean every everything that you throw at him everything that he comes up with i'm interested in and it stands the test of time and he's just one of the to me he's one of the goats to be able to leave wwe the amount of time that he's been there and go to new japan and bring more people to new japan that didn't know anything about it to be able to go to aew and do everything that he's done there um he knows it too that's my only gripe with him i like chris jericho but chris jericho also likes chris jericho but that's okay i mean he can tell everyone that he knows you know gene simmons from kiss and their best friends i mean he does that kind of shit all the time oh, all the time. But yeah all the, all the time. time my my oh. good friend so-and-so from so-and-so yeah. here like my favorite thing Iron from Maiden, you know just... <laughs> right. favorite thing from uh jericho recently was when uh Giannis... Uh, I can't say his last name. That was a great uh, attempt. Yeah, Giannis from the Bucks. <laughs> when he was at that AEW show, the Bucks were like marking out over meeting Giannis, and Giannis was marking out over meeting Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, that's a great number two. Uh, my number two, if you know me personally, you'll probably be surprised that he's number two. Uh, but my number two is CM Punk. Would be number one. But he kind of left for eight years. So that's the only reason he's not my number one. He gets docked points for leaving. <laughs> it's not that he, it's because he left. It's just, you know, my number one was there for longer. I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> Chicago guy. I've been the most stereotypical Chicago sports fan my whole life. So, like, you know, yeah. instantly bonded with him. I'm not straight edge. I, not that I'm <laughs> far from it, but you know, like that, I can't relate to that. But that was one of the first big feuds I remember when I came back was CM Punk and Jeff Hardy. Um, CM Punk just won Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 25, and I was hooked. Just I loved his theme song, which call me crazy, but I prefer the the Kill Switch Engage theme song to Cult of Personality. <laughs> um, and I prefer the um, AFI song to both of them, but that's when he came out to that at um, Revolution. I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Um, <laughs> I mean, he is just 
one of the best in the ring, one of the best on the mic. Any anything I've ever watched him in, like when he was a heel talking to Jeff Hardy about his very real drinking and drug problems, <laughs> just like openly making fun of him. Um, not that that was the good part, but like it was just one of the best stories going at that time, which. 2009 was not the best time of WWE or just wrestling in general. Like it, it was what kept me watching, honestly. Otherwise, I probably would have stopped. But like that into the summer of Punk, which basically cemented that I'm going to watch this the rest of my life. I was at Money in the Bank. Has a lot to do with him being one of my top favorite wrestlers. That is still my favorite match of all time. I would argue it's still one of the best matches of all time, like just in general. Um, that crowd was nuts, man. It was awesome. Um, naturally watched his documentary that, guess what? I had it on DVD. Um, those stupid DVDs, man. <laughs> um, it was a really good documentary. It was, to this day, probably the best one WWE's ever made. And, you know, that made me go back and watch his Ring of Honor stuff with Chris Hero and, um, you know, Samoa Joe, you name it. So that was amazing. But then, you know, those next couple years where he's like champ for a full year um, with his his yellow shirt, which I have that still in war to WrestleMania. Um, I think <laughs> I've got it, too. It too. Yep. So, yep. Then he left, and it was like it just wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Like, I've always wanted him back, and I didn't think I'd ever get him back. After that podcast debacle with Colt Cabana that ruined their friendship because of lawsuits and everything, and they, I don't know if they talk at AEW or anything, but he came back. And when they announced that he signed with AEW, like, um, Sean Ross app and everything. I was like, we'll see. I'm not like, I refuse to believe it until he actually showed up. I was still in Florida when he debuted in Chicago. All of my friends went there. Like they, they went, I bought tickets and then I realized I couldn't go. And then I tried to sell them and nobody bought them. So I gave them to my friend who does not even watch wrestling. Uh -huh. um, and he sent me like, Snapchats like, oh my gosh, CM Punk, I bet you're so jealous. And I almost killed him. Uh, <laughs> and he got off to a slow start, but now he's, I think he's getting back there, man. Like he's, he's so good. Like it's just the stories he tells in the ring. It's like nothing I've seen in recent years. So very sentimental. I have tons of his shirts, whatever, you know, he's. He's great, so we could talk about him another time, but yeah, CM Punk. <laughs> All right, so my number one, let's talk more CM Punk. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to give my side of it. Um, like I had said earlier, um, when I got back into wrestling is when I lived with my parents, and my mom was a huge CM Punk fan. It was really cool to buy her that like that's what she wanted for her birthday was that cm punk shirt which one was um the the original the uh best in the world with just the chicago logo yep. with the fist and that one bought that too um she wanted that one because yeah that was right it was right after it was the money in the bank one right yeah. after that yeah um 
so that part of emotion is in it. Um, there's, uh, man, it, it was just that whole year where he was champ and then he turned heel on the rock. Couldn't have been any better. I know he didn't really want to do it. You could have went face versus face, yep. but oh He's well. He's a better heel anyway, so whatever. Yeah. And if anybody was going to beat CM Punk, it was going to be The Rock. But, yeah. Yeah. But it was still cool. Um, the best versus the beast. Great SummerSlam. Yeah. I love that match. match. Him versus The uh, Undertaker, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that WrestleMania. I was at the Monday Night Raw. With the urn? I was there. With the urn. Yep. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Where he spread the ashes all over him. Yep. Oh um, then, yeah, and then, then he just he went away, and it sucked because I kept on like like everybody else. I kept the hope that he was just going to come back. Like they would tease it, or you would follow him on social media, and then it just kind of got to a point where you're just like. If the man is happy, I'm just going to let him go because that's all that matters. Yeah. If he's happy, if he's not working, if he's not getting the shit beat out of him, if he's not almost dying for my entertainment, as long as he's happy, I don't care. Him and him and April, AJ, yeah. can live a happy life. Then the UFC thing happened. And then he did get his ass kicked and yes. everything. Yeah. Yes, and I remember watching that UFC pay-per-view. Yep. I put my money down for it. Yep. Him versus Mickey Gall, I think. Yep, Mickey Gall. Never heard of him. And I've never heard of from him. Haven't since. heard of him since. Yep. Um, but I was uh, waiting on my friend Andy to come to the house, and he was texting me, and he's like, "Oh, I'm like five minutes away, man." And I was like, "It's all right. He just came out. He came out to cult of personality. It's really cool." And then by the time my friend got there, I opened the door and I said, "It just, it's over." <laughs> it was that fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. The UFC thing was not good. Um, there was a hope that he was going to come back. Um, then AEW started. And like I said earlier, uh, the night of double or nothing, when John Moxley came out, my wife straight up looked at me and said, CM Punk's coming back and he's coming here, which I thought was really cool. And hey, I didn't believe her. Gone to WWE. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't believe her. And then when the rumbling started to happen, I started getting excited. And when Darby Allen said, even if you think you're the best in the world, yep. that's when I kind of lost my shit. All of my friends were trying to get tickets. A lot of the Lids guys did get tickets. Um, I would have given anything in the world to have gone. But he came back on August 20th. And my son was born August 28th. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> so I, my wife was about to pop, so I wasn't leaving anywhere more than 15 minutes away from Probably her. Probably a smart man. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, when me and my wife got married, um, when we did our little parade into the room and introduced ourselves as Mr. and Mrs. Starkey, we came out to cult of personality. Of course. And I did clobber in time. And she just spun around and looked really pretty. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, when he came back, it was amazing. Um, like you said, it a little bit of a slow start. I think he had to find his groove. 
But when he came out and MJF was standing in the ring, that's when I kind of clicked and I was like, here we fucking go. That back and forth is all time. And I was like, this is is the best thing these people might ever do. And then MJF came out like three weeks ago and cut that other promo. And I was like, this might be the best promo I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And just his attention to detail, like the little things that he does in the ring, like wearing the Sting face paint was so cool. And even though this isn't him, like I remember when he had his Macho Man gear where he had the bright yellow boots or the kick pads with the pink and the stars. Like just the small things he does with his with his with his tights and that DVD just made me learn so much about him. Um, but one thing I loved this wasn't necessarily CM Punk, but did anybody else notice uh, when they fought when him and when MJF and CM Punk fought in Chicago, MJF had on Yankee pinstripes? Like what? How do you notice this stuff? I just I yeah, noticed noticed really minute like, details. Yes, because CM Punk wore Yankee pinstripes when he fought John Cena in Boston. He did it on purpose to be an asshole. That is, oh my god! And so MJF did the same thing. He wore Yankee pinstripes to be an asshole in Chicago. And then he beat him twice. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah, I just see as my I just noticed little details like well, that, I knew and because because I've got you know. And CM Punk's the one that made me look for those little details when he talks about, like, you have to look for these little things because there's these little tiny nuggets that help tell a story, and there's little Easter eggs in there to help it even better. So, yeah, my number one is CM Punk. A lot of emotional investment, and I will say, I am not afraid to admit this, uh, when he came back, when I heard the first riff of Cult of Personality, I fell to one knee and I cried a little bit. I was emotional. I was very emotional. I don't remember if I cried or not. Um, I teared up. I, I was cried. very, yeah. That was, <laughs> I've watched that 50 million times already. Um, all right, let's top that. Top the, like, that story there. I, I can't. Yeah. I literally can't. <laughs> we'll have to discuss someday how I don't have an emotional <laughs> attachment to CM Punk, but um, I understand. I'm just now learning more about him, but. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mine is a very, my number one is a very generic number one. It's most people's number one. If you ask them, it's fucking stone cold. It's stone cold. I nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. It just is what it is. Um, I had all of the stone cold toys. I have a stone cold action figure sitting right here. I had my favorite toy when I was a kid. I had a stone cold room guard. So he was standing in a little ring and it had a, a, a pin pad. And you'd put it in front of your door, oh and if you God. opened it, it would start sounding an alarm, and it'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna open up a can of whoop ass and stop a butthole in you." <laughs> oh my God! That's if you if you didn't have the pin pad, I want to buy one of those again. I need it. I'm sure um, you could find it. Yeah, that's absolutely. Amazing. So, Stone Cold, I'm excited to see him. I've liked I've liked the little times that he's come back. Um, but when everyone says constantly, you know, they wish that Stone Cold would have one more match. They wish Stone Cold would have one more match. I I like the idea of leaving him where he is. He was great for his time. He was the best at his time, in my opinion. And uh, just doesn't translate as well today. So, I, I, I wish that – I wish they would just stick with the tradition of going out on your back. I mean, yeah. Stone Cold was one of the last people to do that. and, and it, it Absolutely. And, it kind and of, he stuck like, with it. Yeah, and and I like that he's coming back. I get it. It's 
Cowboy Stadium. It's Texas. It's he's promoting a new beer. Yeah, I, you know he's got a. I don't think he wanted to retire. Is the thing? No, I don't think so either. So, like, if he's healthy, he wants to just do it one more time. I mean, I'm assuming that KO is going to lay down for him, but he can. You know what I mean? Like, he's good enough and he's strong enough where it doesn't matter. So, either way, yeah. I, I mean, personally, if. Kevin Owens just beat the living hell out of him and won. I think that would be awesome. But um, I love me some Kevin Owens. It, but that Austin would do that for somebody. Oh, yeah. I feel. I don't know. So I don't know. He I would don't know now. Who win. Yeah, Austin's gonna win. That's also a, that's also assuming that we have any semblance of a match. We yeah. don't know that it's gonna be a match. Why can't they just promote a match? Like it's it's just because so it might not stupid. be one they they want people know, to do this right like, here and not know and, they, and fucking watch they do that so much like they do. sometimes it's just go the easy route you know what everyone's gonna be excited if it's just a match. it's like how i've watched every monday night raw for the last two weeks just to see if fucking cody rhodes is gonna show up and he doesn't every time but here i am doing it and i don't want to watch wrestlemania wondering Honestly, the same thing like i know it's a i don't either deal. It's a huge deal in the landscape of wrestling. If he leaves AEW, he'd be the, you know, he was basically the founder of it, really. Because of All In, which, All In, oh man, I'll talk about that someday. What a freaking show. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal, but like, like I said earlier, I don't care. I don't care about him anymore. I wish I did. It's the tattoo, the tattoo did not help, I will say. Yeah, it's that kind of that hurt. Um, um, hate on Cody's tattoo. Um, back to Stone Cold. Um, did did I tell you guys what my son's name is? No, not me. His name's Stone. I love that. <laughs> and cute. it's for a multitude of reasons. Like a small one would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not in my top five. But still, like, it's cool to have a kid named... Like, everybody's going to look at him and call him Stone Cold Steve Austin. Every, I know it. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking he's not the rock, he's a stone. Uh, and my uh... best... And I did lose a best friend in high school whose name was Rocky, so I wanted to go rock, stone. So, yeah, stone. He's got two two kind of wrestling name tie-ins. So, That's but yeah. Amazing. I dig it. I, stone Cold's a great number one. Well, my number one... I'm curious, so really. Obvious. I am very curious. It is none other than John Cena. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I will say, now that it's 2022, I love John Cena. I'm I appreciate I John Cena. I do too. I, I actually remember watching Raw one time recently, looking at my wife and saying, I kind of miss John Cena. Yeah, I, I just I watched, don't miss... I, undefeated 2011 through 13 John Cena. That John Cena sucks. Every other John Cena is awesome. See, I don't even know that John Cena. I think that's why I like him so yeah, much. I, I walked into my wedding reception to the time is now. So. I nice. like the Word Life theme song myself. Um, well, I think I get it. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's John Cena. I don't know. It's not my number one. My number one is, it's not even close. It's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time by a mile okay. for okay. multiple reasons. Like that guy has reinvented himself more than like every other wrestler combined. Like it is unbelievable. 
I didn't get to watch WCW old enough to appreciate it in real time, but you mm-hmm. better believe I've seen the list of a thousand and one holds segment like 50 times where they're all arm bar. And <laughs> like that was my first real like introduction to him was that raw DVD I've talked about. It was his debut, which again, I've watched that a million times too. Um, mm-hmm. Not as often as you apparently, but um, uh, every few weeks, no, it's I mean, a good one. I would argue that's the best debut in wrestling history. Like I will always so remember good. it, even though I wasn't, you know, paying full attention at that time. Cause I was like seven, but no, I mean that he, that dude has had three different hype video compilations to promote his returns. There was that one, there was the Save Us Y2J, and then there was that weird one in like 2012 where it was like the kids in the classroom, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because you thought it was The Undertaker. I thought it was um, the Wyatt family. Ah, yeah. Did I? I think they were. They existed then. Because they debuted no, the, after that. They were 2014. Okay, I might be getting the mm-hmm. videos confused. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't think it was Chris Jericho. And then, like, the last video, there were just so many little hints that it was Chris Jericho. But I didn't know. Like, I to this day, that was one of the most interested... I or It was the most interested I've been in Raw in a long time. And when he came out, I was just in my house just going, Yeah! He came back! Like, it's Chris Jericho <laughs> again! And he came out. Everyone was going nuts. All he does is walk around the ring, doesn't say a word, and everyone boos him out of the ring. I've never seen anything like that. It was one of the most unbelievable things. And, like, don't even get me started on the list of Jericho with KO and the... Um, Love it. The Festival of Friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what a segment. And then, you know, he leaves. He shows up in New Japan and faces Kenny Omega and it's, one of my all-time favorite wrestling matches. I didn't really care for his stuff with Evil, but that's more on Evil and not Chris Jericho. And then he comes to AEW, and everything he does there is gold. Like, he's had so many different gimmicks, and all of them have been fantastic. Like, the only Chris Jericho gimmick I didn't really like was when he faced Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania. (laughs) Mickey Rourke and all the old people. Like, old murderer Jimmy Snuka and uh, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper R.I.P. Um, you ever watch Legends House when the WWE Network first came out? That was yep. phenomenal television. Please go watch it if you haven't. Oh my god. Um, just a bunch of crazy old wrestlers. I, there's not too many of them left now, which is not no. that was not that no. long ago. Um, I mean, it was him. It was Mean Gene, Hacksaw, um, Pat Patterson. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, no, every, I, that was like the very rare instance I did not care for what Jericho was doing. He was the unified champion. Like, he, he had both titles. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold. Like, in the same night. Yep. I'm surprised they haven't talked about that more recently. Well, now they're not going to because he's not there. But but he could. I mean, he, they could in AEW. They could say that, you yeah. know. 
I don't know. Because I was I always remember hearing we're never gonna hear the end of this, and it'd be so awesome if twenty years later he's still talking about it. He will eventually. I mean, mm-hmm. I listen to his podcast all the time too. Oh yeah, me that's too. The go to whenever there's a defect from WWE to go mm-hmm. to AEW, that's now that it's like customary. You have to go on his podcast and explain why mm-hmm. absolutely. WWE. Um, my uh, my my first uh, my first uh, interaction with Jerry interaction with Jericho was uh, when I came back to wrestling. I went to a WCW Thunder, and oh, he was a heel. And it was so awesome because he he came out and he's like. You know, this is one of my favorite towns. And he looks at the announcer and he's like, hey, what's the name of this town anyways? <laughs> he's like, Terre Haute. He goes, I always love coming to Terry Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah. like dumb stuff. Like, just him yelling, you stupid idiot, in the ring while he's yeah. like, <laughs> slapping someone in the face. He's the reason Adam Cole does the Bay Bay thing. Mm-hmm. Because he'd just be like, come on, baby, while he's in the ring. And Adam Cole loved that. And now it's part of his entrance. Um, guess where I learned that? Talk is Jericho. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, not even close for me. He's just a delight. Um, I think I even watched him on Dancing with the Stars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That was a while ago. But, yeah. no. I, and that's I the cool that. thing is he doesn't even have to do wrestling. He has a band. No, he has a he band. Can, I didn't he even can think act. about the band. Um, the funny thing is um, his band performed the opening song for TNA while he was still in WWE, which I think is hilarious. Um, is he the only person? I know he never wrestled for TNA, but he's like the only person that's wrestled for ECW, WCW, WWE, and AEW. And um, New Japan. Uh, um, well, yeah, I guess shows wrestled for AEW now. Yeah, God, that was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I guess until RVD eventually shows up. Sting. Sting. Was Sting in well, he never wrestled at ECW. Huh? I feel like we're forgetting someone. I don't know. There's been a lot of random people who showed up in ECW for like a month and a half and then disappeared. Yeah, I'm talking the real ECW, not yeah. that shit show they tried oh, in that. the 2000s. That doesn't count. No, that was now the one night stand show. Oh baby, see that, that in great. RVD, the the guy throwing his shirt back and giving him the finger. That's time. you know that match made me really appreciate John Cena more because the man had balls to. He knew what he was walking into, and he went out there and he did his thing. Yeah, I mean that's uh, one of the that's a instance of wrestling is real like if i'm john yeah i'm fearing for my life going into the yep. arena. but he had he had the balls to go out there yeah yeah um one night stand eventually so if you stuck with us this long thank you thank you very much we're at like an hour and a half um yeah yeah time has flown by i mean just like off the top of my head we're not. This isn't going to be every episode. We're not just going to give a top five and that's it. That would be really boring. Um, we will do that. Don't get me wrong. But no, we're we're going to try and mix it up. I have some ideas from you know my previous podcast. Like I love doing snake drafts, so we'll we'll do some of those. Like we could draft like best wrestling entrances of all time or something like that. So we could do that. We could always bring people on who have different opinions than us because I love me a good debate. A sp- Especially when it's sports or wrestling, those are the best. Because um, 
no two people are the same. Like, yes, we had some of the same wrestlers on our list, but, like, you and I had Matt Hardy. You know how many people I know that like wrestling who wouldn't even put him in, like, the top 50 of their favorite wrestlers? Like, I love it. I love how different everyone's opinion is. I know some people who only watch WWE, and they'll never watch anything else, or if they do, they're going to complain about it and think it's trash. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is the the goat. What? I don't know. It's. I think it's beneficial to watch all of it. But that's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's so many things we can do. Always open to suggestions, whether it's from my fellow hosts, from you guys listening. I, you know, this is a wrestling podcast for the people. I love opinionated discussions. This is not a dirt sheet. This is not fightful this is not Meltzer you know what I mean like there's enough of those obviously we don't have connection to have wrestlers come on and tell us their life story of how they hate the WWE because they're now somewhere else so we can't do that either so you know this is free form we're gonna debate some wrestling everyone so um, hope you stick with us and tell your friends and watch wrestling 